The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. What happened this week that the Austin police chief says could make it harder for him to staff his department? And the state of the state address is coming up tonight. The work leaders at the state capitol hope to get done this session. Much different weather today. Below freezing wind chills even expected tonight. So when the sunshine and warmer weather returns, it's in your first winning forecast. The president today made his first extended comments about the unidentified objects that the U.S. military has been shooting down. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. The president said he gave the orders to take them down partially because they had the potential to disrupt air travel. Biden also talked about how his administration will set parameters on how to deal with aerial balloons and other objects spotted in the future. We're gonna keep adapting them as the challenges evolve, if it evolves. In addition, we've derived, directed my national security advisor to lead a government-wide effort to make sure we're positioned to deal safely and effectively with the objects in our airspace. The president also revealed the balloons may be tied to private companies, recreation entities, or research facilities. Austin Police Chief Joseph Chacon says he is disappointed with the city council approving a one-year extension of the current contract instead of signing off on a four-year contract that had been worked out behind the scenes. In May, two measures related to police oversight hit the ballot. Council members who voted for the one-year extension want to wait and see what voters decide before agreeing to a long-term contract. Chief Chacon says the city council's move this week could make it harder for him to keep his department staffed. I'm one of those competing interests for council to be able to say, this is what I need to be able to run it effectively. This is how I'm gonna be able to recruit and to retain and to provide stability for this department long-term. How has this impacted the morale of your current officers? Oh, it's not good at all. Um, you know, I think that the officers uh, definitely saw it as a blow. Uh, for the ones that are already here, they see things as unstable. For anyone who might be thinking about joining the Austin Police Department, they might see it as unstable. Now, there has been a lot of confusion over the two ballot measures City Council hinged its decision on yesterday. Tonight at 6, KXAN's Brianna Hollis goes line by line through the documents, breaking down the differences. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, things kind of changed for the worse here behind that cold front. We lost our sunshine. We lost our 80s. We're stuck with some windy and cold weather. Nothing being squeezed out of those clouds right now. Just a gray finish to our day. I'll tell you what, the temperatures have struggled all day long to warm up. We are still sitting in the 40s and 50s, mostly 40s out west. You'll find those low 50s Austin eastward here. Temperature is taking a big hit behind that front we had overnight. We're down 25 to 35 degrees no matter where you are. It's a cold one. We knew this cold front would be strong. Didn't give us a whole lot of rain. Only picked up about nine hundredths of an inch out of Camp Mabry. But we'll take what we can get. We are not alone. Temperature change across the entire state down from most of us. I mean, we're about 40 degrees colder in Abilene. As far as the lasting impacts go, which mainly going to be the cooler temperatures in the wind. I think we're on pause with our rain chances for the time being. Upper 40s to low 40s, that's what we can expect tonight. But you factor in that wind coming out of the north, 10, 15, 20 miles per hour, it's going to feel much colder than that. So what are we looking at? We're looking at uncomfortable wind chills tonight. It hurts to show you the maps. I'm just going to warn you. I've got that coming up, plus a warmer weekend will follow, especially on Sunday. So your weekend planner is in the mix. And our next cold front, we already have it in the 70s. 
seven-day forecast when we can potentially need that umbrella and rain year again. I'll outline that for you coming up in your first morning forecast. All right, Kristen, thank you. As Hayes County continues to grow, so does demand on its airport. Officials with the San Marcos Airport say air traffic is up. And as KXAN Sarah Alshay explains, they're now getting asked to help with services that would typically go to airports in San Antonio as well as Austin. Nestled between Austin Bergstrom International Airport and San Antonio International Airport in the growing area of Hayes County is the San Marcos Airport, servicing everything but scheduled commercial aircrafts. Whether you're just an itinerant pilot flying through to stop and get gas, or airplanes that are based here, or we have you know, jets that are based here. Also acting as the designated reliever airport for both Austin and San Antonio. Another airport that's identified as a a an option when air traffic becomes too congested. At a transportation summit Thursday, Jim Wimberly, president of Texas Aviation Partners, the group that operates San Marcos Airport, laid out just how many more people are relying on them. It continues to grow and grow. Traffic is our takeoffs and landings have doubled in the past four years. Saying there's also been more demand for services that would typically go to San Antonio or Austin. We're getting more interest with, with cargo operations. We're getting more, more interest in charter operations. Wimberly says it's only a matter matter of time until one day the airport will look more like the airports north and south of it. I think it's just kind of logical to to presume that there will be at some point scheduled airline service. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's almost a, a, a physical necessity. Mm -hmm. Austin and San Antonio cannot keep up with the, the with, with the demand. Sarah Olshah, KXAN News. And work upgrading the airport is happening now. A taxiway is being replaced, and officials say that work will limit the risk of debris damage and make it safer for planes. The State of the State address is tonight. And Governor Greg Abbott is expected to speak on his priorities for the 88th legislative session. KXAN's Monica Madden gives us a preview of what we can expect from the address. Ask you about the Robb Elementary mass school shooting in Uvalde. You made a point to bring that up during your opening day speech as well, saying that there is meaningful and sensible changes that the legislature can make. What does meaningful and sensible changes mean to you? Well, uh, school safety is something that every, as a parent myself, is something that's the forefront of everyone's mind. But the families, when I went and met with them in January, they talk about mental health issues, especially in, in, with today's youth. Do you see any of the gun restrictions that they're calling for, specifically age limit, as something that's possible in Texas? I don't think the votes are there in the House and the Senate to raise the age, um, but there are other meaningful things we can do that could certainly um, improve school safety and, and improve the mental health of our children. What do you say to folks who uh, might say that the efforts Texas is doing through Operation Lone Star aren't stemming the flow of migrants we're seeing crossing the border? I think we're going to have the opportunity to test those federal laws very soon. Your public education committee, you appointed several uh, members who have been opposed to school vouchers in the past. Are school vouchers dead upon arrival in the House? No, no not at all. There's going to be a very meaningful discussion on school vouchers. If you ask 149 House members out there on the floor what, what school choice means to them, you're going to get 149 different uh, responses. That was Monica Madden reporting. You can watch the State of the State here tonight at 7 on KXAN and also on KXAN.com. Never before seen video exploring the wreckage of the Titanic. And seeing the universe in its infancy. We take a look at new images from NASA's James Webb Telescope. Change could be coming to I-35 through the heart of Austin. Some new images showing the big changes planned for the interstate.
For the first time, you can check out the footage showing the 1986 dive exploring Titanic wreckage. Researchers who conducted the exploration said the 80-minute video has never been seen by the public. The wreckage wasn't discovered until September 1st, 1985, and this footage was filmed on dives in July of 1986. And from deep water to deep space, astronomers have revealed new images from NASA's James Webb Space Telescope, showing never-before-seen details in a region of space known as Pandora's Cluster. Check it out. Astronomers from the University of Massachusetts helped create the image. UMass had the great privilege of leading the analysis of these images. So we were the ones who got to take this data and actually determine, find all the galaxies, understand their properties. Arguably the deepest image ever of our universe. And our goal was to find the very first galaxies. So understanding the universe in its infancy. Pretty fascinating stuff. Now, according to NASA, this image shows three clusters of galaxies coming together to form a mega cluster. The growing need for fresh food, the unique features of a new food bank in Austin. Today's high was 71 degrees, but a little deceiving because we hit that around 1 a.m. Cold front came in, dropped our temperatures. We've spent most of today in the 40s and 50s. A look at your pollen count, a little busy underneath the microscope this morning. Your updated pollen numbers showing mold at medium levels, cedar, ash, and elm all down to low. As always, you can find those exact pollen counts on our website, KXAN. Hey, I'll tell you what, we've got some sub-freezing wind chills to talk about tonight. Your first morning forecast is coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. As TxDOT gathers feedback on its plan to ease congestion on I-35, we're getting a new look at what that road could soon look like. And the plan calls for revamping eight miles of the interstate between Highway 290 up north to Ben White Boulevard down south. Gangsan's Erica Brennis shows us the new images. Let's start right here at Airport Boulevard and I-35. It's on the north side of where the upper and lower deck split begin. In the renderings provided by TxDOT, you see I-35 buried and then a much larger Airport Boulevard bridge over I-35. It's fairly obvious how parts of the service road of I-35 desperately need upgrading, like here at 38th Street, just from a safety standpoint, needing better sidewalks and aesthetically. This entire area will be completely transformed because the proposal includes removing the upper deck. That was built in the 70s. The renderings around 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th show I-35 buried and widened with a cap and stitch green space. And then the service road actually running along the west side of 35 in both directions. Here on the west side of I-35 between 3rd and Cesar Chavez, you'll find Palm Park and a playground here. I've driven by here countless times, but I've actually never seen a family utilizing this playground. But perhaps if I-35 were buried with that park space over it, you would find families here. At Riverside Drive, there is already a ramp for pedestrians and cyclists, but once you're up there, you're walking right alongside the service road of I-35 to cross Ladybird Lake. Well, this new plan would include a proper pedestrian bridge that's separate from the traffic on the service road. 
Now, all of these renderings are, of course, subject to change. The financing for this project still needs to be ironed out, but hopefully this gives you a glimpse into the magnitude of change that could be in store. In Austin, Erica Brennis, KXAN. And groundbreaking for the I-35 revamp could happen in late 2025. And going in depth right now, some transit experts warn an expanded highway could cause what's called induced demand, and that could actually clog up the highway even more. I think with I-35, the congestion will be right away just because the region continues to grow and the demand for that corridor continues to grow as Texas grows and as Austin grows and the construction period will be so long that you know there will be a, a lot of pent-up demand just waiting to get onto that corridor when it it fully opens. And construction on I-35 wouldn't be wrapped up until at least 2033. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Death taxes and construction on 35. Just life certainties, right? Let me show you what's going on. I'm pretty certain it's going to get cold tonight, so heads up. Here's your warning. Puffy jacket, bundle up, whatever you're doing tonight for your Thursday. You're going to see a little less cloud cover, but certainly more cold. I'm going to show you what we've got temperature-wise here in a second, but I wanted to back up and show you this picture we've got from our Highland Furniture and River City Grill weather camera. They're giving Marble Falls a little love. You guys look good. It's too though, and we're getting cold tonight, down to 32 degrees underneath that mainly clear sky. And the winds, the winds today were awful, and they're still going to be breezy tonight. Those north winds hitting us at about 15 to 25 miles per hour. Tomorrow, we're still stuck in the 50s. So that cold front came in late last night, and it did some damage to these numbers. The wind, let's talk winds first, because winds coming out of the north are going to be gusting 20 to 25 miles per hour over the next few hours. You'll notice it's still breezy this evening. Tonight into Tomorrow, you're still going to notice the winds moving around a little bit. Not quite as strong tomorrow, but I'm going breezy conditions out of the north. Those winds are going to be about 5 to 15 for your Friday. And the fact that we're going to be so chilly, you factor in the fact that you're probably going to want that jacket all day long. The wind chills, though, with cold air in place and the wind still kicking, we need to go over the wind chills. If I put this into motion, there is a very high likelihood that everybody here in Central Texas is waking up to below freezing wind chills tomorrow. So this means that parents, we need to make sure the kids are bundled up on their way to the bus stop tomorrow. We need to make sure tonight that the pets, the sensitive plants all come inside. It's going to be very cold out there. And the fact that we do have that 32 degree low means we could see even further plant damage, vegetation damage. Uh, so those, like I said, need to be properly taken care of. Let's talk about when we can expect our next big chance of a weather change here. It's not going to come tonight. We've got mainly to partly clear skies tonight. Tomorrow, I'm going with a mix of sun and clouds. We should be able to squeeze in more sunshine than clouds compared to what we had today for your Friday. On Saturday, we'll go more clouds than sun. And then by the time we hit Sunday, we're actually going to get more of a southerly wind. The skies won't change a lot, but your temperatures will. We go from 50s as highs on Saturday to 70s on Sunday. There will be a little bit more wind to contend with though on Sunday. Now Monday into Tuesday, starting to see a little bit more of some light rain chances. I'm going 10% Tuesday. We'll up that up to about 30% Wednesday as this next storm system comes in. But really models have been pretty pessimistic when it comes to rainfall potential. I've been looking at a few of them and not much in the way of meaningful rainfall is expected. I mean, this model is only putting down a few hundredths of an inch to maybe a quarter of an inch, which, hey, we're grateful for. 
but we could use a big soaker system to roll through. And what we got coming in ain't it next week. Seven day forecast mid 50s with breezy conditions tomorrow underneath that mainly sunny sky. We'll probably get a little bit more of that cloud covering late, but Saturday chilly and you'll notice those overnight lows start real cold here near freezing even here in Austin, which means everybody else is going to be even colder than that. Sunday into Monday, the warming trend kicks in for President's Day. Breezy conditions, a high of 85, and we're going to continue with those 80s on Tuesday. Then Jacole front rolls in here. Not quite as strong, not quite as cold behind it, but we are going to get that 30% chance of rain, it looks like, especially on Wednesday morning. Temperatures will be in those 50s and 60s. So for tonight, again, emphasizing the fact that it's been a little while since we've been talking freezing temperatures here in Austin. Make sure you are planning for that brutal wind chill tomorrow morning. Good advice. Thanks, Chris. And still to come, a drug shortage that's been going on for six months. The government regulations adding to the problem. The Central Texas Food Bank has opened a new food pantry in South Austin to help the growing number of families in need. The agency has recently seen an uptick in first-time visitors, so the new pantry will make it easier for people to get more fresh produce in addition to shelf-stable food. It's been a labor of love for all of our team. Uh, everyone's enthusiastic about being able to provide additional services to the families we serve. And some of the fresh produce in the pantry is grown in the food bank's own garden. Tesla is recalling 362,000 vehicles. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says it's because the full self-driving beta software in the cars may cause a crash. They say Tesla software allows vehicles to speed or go through intersections unpredictably. Tesla says it will release a software update to drivers free of charge. The company is not aware of any injuries or deaths related to the issue. Six months into the shortage of the ADHD drug Adderall, there's really no end in sight. With patients rushing to get alternatives, those drugs are also now in short supply. So adding to that problem, the Drug Enforcement Agency is now limiting how much Adderall can be produced. There isn't really a good backup plan. It's not easy to change between drugs in this class. A lot of patients need these medications to function. And ahead on Nightly News, we'll meet a mom resorting to stockpiling pills for herself and her teenage son and learn what's being done to get supplies refilled. Coming up tonight on KXAN, it is the State of the State Address at 7 o'clock. At 8, it's Law & Order SVU, followed by Law & Order Organized Crime. And then we are back with KXAN News at 10. And of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.